You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, if there are people who still do not want to um, be in shul, um, they haven't yet gotten the vaccine. Um, and even those that have perhaps are a little bit nervous, but they're a bachor. So what would be that luck? We know that the before fast. And if it's difficult to fast, so what do you do? Well, you can make a seal. And even people who aren't part of the learning can be part of it. Um, so, Rav Shlomo Zalman said that if you aren't able to get the shul, someone could put the telephone on and you can listen to it. So if you remember, we did that last year. This was the Pesach we relied on. I finished it. Remembered we finished the Baruchos Yerushalmi. We made a siyum. And um, even a person who was a Bechor would be allowed uh, to eat in such a way. Um, one of the halachos that are, are, is going to be very, always very relevant is selling chametz. And now, we know that when you sell chametz, the chametz many times, and most times, stays, of course, in your rishos. And it's the goy's chametz till after Pesach. And then because he hasn't made the second payment, it reverts back to you. Now, normally, we have a rov, or someone who acts as a shliach, and we sign a star for the bezdin to be able to sell the chametz. So, you, if you are, if you don't want to go to meet the rov, because you're worried, or you can make a shliach to uh, to do that, um, and you can even call the rov on the telephone. And he could be your shliach and in, 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 in such a way um, to sell your chametz. So you are allowed to do that. Um, now, okay, if somebody is still feels that they are not ready to go out yet by Pesach. Um, so it's the first night of Pesach and you're davening in your house. So if you are from the Hasidim or from the Sephardim, so even though you're just one person alone in your house, you're allowed to make a bracha or and this was actually brought down by many of the Rui, uh, the Zachronim, um, Marami Pano, and others that you're allowed to do it. Um, Rebel Yoshev, however, disagreed. He felt that a bracha on the night of Pesach should be with a group. It's like the group who shakes the Korban Pesach, the group that eats the Korban Pesach. It's only one person. Um, you probably shouldn't make a bracha. Now, 
it's after Chatzos. Can you have Kirmiyas Achar Chatzos? Erev Pesach. So, the Chok Yaakov, Rabbi Yaakov Raishu says no. You treat it like Chametz. Um, Rebbe Yoshev, however, said that Me'ikar Adin, the Isser of Kirmiyas, is only once Pesach starts. That's when the Minad started. Erev Pesach, even though there's an issue of eating chametz, did not include the hanhog of eating, not eating kidneys. Um Most people will not eat it, but obviously if you're missing something and the kids need something to eat and, you know, people are extremely hungry, you are able, Rav Yoshev says, to eat kidneys on Erev Pesach after Chatzos. Um, let's say kidneys falls into some of your food that you make. So that's a similar that Ramon Shulchan Aruch says that it doesn't answer the food. We don't treat it like it's chametz to the point that it's going to answer the food. Um, however, if it does fall in and you see like there's a bean shell or something like that, you, you don't say, oh, it's all mixed up. It's all in the chulak now. No, you should actually throw it out and not eat it. Um, let's say you have a keili um, that you cooked kidneys in, but you never used for hummus. And now it is Erev Pesach. Well, this year Erev Pesach is on a Shabbos. But let's say it's a regular year and it's Erev Pesach. And you have a keli, and the keli is a ben yomo with kidneys. Um, so, um, Rebel Yoshev posits that you shouldn't use it on Erev Pesach. If earlier, within 24 hours, You've actually made kidneys in it before chatzos, even though it's not chametz. You shouldn't use it um, because you're not going to eat kidneys. But but the taste of the kidneys is going to go into the food that you're making, and you're going to eat the food that night at the seder. So even though Rabbi Yoshim says the isser of kidneys doesn't apply erev Pesach, but it applies on Pesach for things that came out out of a balia. In other words, so it's Erev Pesach. Earlier that morning, you, 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 you boiled some corn in the, uh, you boiled corn in this pot. It's not chametz. And now it's Erev Pesach afternoon, not, not this year, and you want to boil potatoes. So Rabbi Yoshev said that with Katzchilo, you shouldn't use it because the potatoes will be macabre, the the tom of the kidneys, and you're going to eat the potatoes that night. Um, obviously, if you are invited to people's houses and they are using a keili that they used earlier to make corn in or to make rice in, and now they're using it, so it's not, wor- it's not worthwhile to explain this lumdus to them, Rabbi Yoshev says, <laughs> because if they're going to but um, but that's if it's an, if it's not a ben yomo. But um, if it's a ben yomo, 
you should try to explain to them that you know we treat it as if it's chametz. If it's not a ben yomo, the cup, you know, there are poskim that say um, that um, you can use it with katriva. From as Almond feels on Pesach itself, you should probably not use a keli that you use for kidnaps. Again, but there are poskim that say if you need the keli uh, for, for Pesach and you don't have, and the only thing you have is something that's not chomet stick, but it, you did a cook kidneys in it. Um, poskim say you are allowed to use that for Pesach. The big question, of course, and we talked about it a little bit yesterday, of people who want to throw off their menhagen. What's the halacha if a Sephardi woman is married to an Ashkenazi? And that, of course, is the case with uh, my uh, daughter-in-law and my son. So, the um, from Zalman said that if the husband is not makbid, she can continue to eat kidneys. She shouldn't be making this stuff for him, but she should have her own pots and whatever it is. But she has the right if he gives the okay for her to be mako and eating kidneys. What about the opposite, where a Sephardi, uh, Ashkenazi girl marries a Sephardi? So once again, um, the um, uh, Rav Shlom Zalman and Rav Moshe said that every girl knows that even though she was keeping this Isser when she was by her father's house, she didn't know that she was never going to marry a Sephardi, right? It's not, you know, it's not like we're so clannish that it never is going to happen. So therefore, the girl, Rav Moshe says, when she was like 12 and started to keep mitzvos uh, seriously, and she was not eating kidneys, there was always, it wasn't really a Kabbalah that she needed a special heter for. Because she knew that we'll see what happens when I get married. So it was all really waiting for that time. And now that it turns out she marries a Sephardi, and the Sephardi wants her to, to not only cook rice for him, but also to eat rice with him uh, together, then um, Rav Moshe says that you don't even need a Hataris Nadarim. In that case, Rebel Yoshev says, however, an Ashkenazi girl who marries a Sephardi, um, she cannot start eating rice, despite the fact that she's now become part of her husband's family, because what she did was more than just this was the minhag. This was a community Kabbalah, and Rebel Yoshev knew that Rav Moshe allowed it, and he felt. It seems that even Hataris Nadar might not help. Again, I, you have to, it's Tzarachian, 
but you definitely should, you can't just say, oh, now you're married to the Sephardi. Now things, things are different. Um, sounds from the way the Pesach is written here that, uh, again, there might be a Shalom bias issue between these two. And then maybe that, that might be a reason to, 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 to make a different circumstance. But it, it, according to Rabbi Yoshev, um, you know, she should continue, if possible, you know, with her home of not of, of, of not eating kidneys. Uh, Rav Duner asked Rabbi Yoshev, Rabbi Arye David Duner, I believe we've. He said, "Im yesh leechod maniot bechevara sheyesh lochametz." So basically, you own stock in a company that owns chametz. So. I mean, you own stock in a company that's built on chametz, a liquor company, whatever it is. Do you need to include that in your mechiras chametz? Because you're technically owning a piece of a company that owns chametz. So Rabbi Yoshev said, yes, you should include that in your mechira. Then they asked Rabbi Yosha further, "What about you? Are you you can't do anything? You are you're a partner. Technically, you own stock in this, but you can't vote. You know, you can get money from it, but is that real ownership? Did you have to include it in the mechiras comments? So he said yes." No matter how minuscule and powerless you are, technically you own chametz, and that should be part of your mechira. So we're asked. I was asked, um, how does this work? So technically, the way mechiras chametz works is is the guy puts a um, a payment in advance, which represents all the chametz that you own. So yes, Richard, it, it, that can happen anytime if the guy decides that he's going to go through with it. And, and and come through with all the money, then you're right. He would now be the owner of that of that share in the company that you have. Um, now, um, they asked Rabbi Yoshev about should a star have witnesses on it? You know, when you're selling it to the guy. Um, and the question was. A lot of times, the witnesses themselves have been people that sold. So Rabbi Yashem said he, didn't, he felt you don't even need witnesses on these shtaros. Um, as long as the deal is made with the guy. In other words, and everybody agrees to it. There's no question of witnesses that the, the guy needs the document to be able to collect on. Um, so you know, he holds that's 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 good enough. An agreement is good enough. Uh, there was once the situation with Rabbi Yoshev that a person didn't sign the star. You'll go to the rav and you'll sign a star harsha. So you forgot to put your name there. So Rabbi Yoshev said that. The fact was, the Rav wants to sell all the chametz of the city to the guy. So even though you didn't sign, your nicha 
with what the goy with the rav was doing, that all that chametz was was sold, and um, that's a very big kula that he had. So, you know, so even if there's even if you didn't even sign the star, but the rav tells you that he had you in mind and that he was selling your chametz, which is a source for you. So you don't even have to sign the star of the Ebed if the, if the Rav has in mind everybody in the city in the Mechira. Like an Arab. So that's a, a very nice Kula from Rabbi Yosha. It's only a bit the Ebed, but you see, again, Rabbi Yosha, Ramesha, many people do not treat the Shtaros with the same sort of seriousness that with all the Chumras that other people do. Um Rose to Rebel Yoshev was the following. Um, somebody lived in America and he has an apartment in Eretz Yisrael. So when he does the Mechiras Chomets in America, he has Chomets in Eretz Yisrael, which he's not going to Eretz Yisrael for Yontif, but he has a house there or an apartment there. So when he does Mechiras Chomets, which is Chal right before, right before the Zman Yisr, the Chomets is not his Rishus. So, now, what's usually done is that they make the Mechira Bichal before the Zman Isser in Eretz Yisrael, if you have an apartment in Eretz Yisrael. But let's say this didn't happen. In other words, that the guy was did not indicate with the American rabbi the time, and the time was when the Chometz is already Usser. So even though all the chametz in America get sold before, and you're allowed to sell chametz before uh, before chatzos, but what about the chametz that he owned in Israel? So Rebel Yoshev said a big chiddush. He said even though where you are, in other words, where the chametz is, it's usher. But the Isser is connected through you. The Chiv of Bir Chometz is connected through you. And you're in America. So even though in Israel it's already after Chatzos on uh, Erev Pesach, it's, it's, it's still not Osir to you. That Chometz is not Osir Bahana because the whole connection is for you to go burn it. I mean, you can't because you're not, you're not, you can't run across the ocean and get there. But it's different than when Pesach starts. Chometz Isser is dependent on the person who owns the Chometz. Is, is it Erev Pesach? Yes. Are you Mechuyev to do uh, whatever mitzvahs in Erev Pesach? Shechting the Korban Pesach? Yes. But the Din Bir Chometz is based on the person. And the person is in America. And in America, it's still the night before. And therefore, even though in Eretz Yisrael, it's already become Pesach, that Chometz is still owned by you. And you technically, although you physically can't get there, are connected to it in order to be able to do a biur. And therefore, the Mechira can be chal. You don't need to write that special tonight. That's you got to be Rebel Yoshev to say such a Chiddush.
Rav Duner asked Rebel Yoshev the following question, that they were selling the chametz on, um, on the 13th. And what they did was, instead of selling the chametz, um, they were selling the house with the chametz. So Rebel Yoshev said that if that's the way you're going to do it, that you need to write in the star that you have the right to stay there. If you're selling the dira together, or if you're going to lose, right, or if you're going to leave, or however it works, you need to have in the star the schools for you to stay in the dira if you're going to be there. Here was a question that Rav Zilberstein asked his father-in-law, Rabbi Yoshev. Let's say I am inviting Moshe to my house on the first day of Pesach. Um, can I cook kitneos for him on Pesach? You know what? Let's do it another way. I go to Moshe's house and he asks me to to cook for him in the kitchen. Lachora, malachos that you can do have to be shava lachol nefesh. Um, and in a way, I can't eat it. So I can't eat from this stuff that was cooked, these kidneys. Maybe he can. And we know the Mishnah Brewer writes that we don't even make Tapshilin from kidneyos. We don't even make kugels from kidneyos. So that's the minag. So lechora, the way I do things, I can't eat this. So am I allowed to cook for Moshe? So Rabbi Yoshev says yes. Why? Because here, it's not something that's usher the whole year round. I'm cooking side. It's usher for me because we were macabre the usher of, 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 of from the minute. Exactly, it's not the chametz. I don't. Uh, I mean, uh, right? But the question, Amina, no, you can definitely cook it. But for me, even I can, you could cook it because it's not chametz. Right, but but I I won't eat it, and therefore not, you have a chumrana to eat it. I understand, but not an usher to eat it easily uh, easily cook it. <laughs> but maybe Ochel Nefesh Moshe has to be something that everybody can benefit from. So Yashem says that, you know, because sometimes it has to be Shovel Ochel Nefesh. There's 50% of the people in Israel wouldn't eat this. So maybe that's not Shovel Ochel Nefesh. So Yashem said that during a regular on a regular yontif, and not been the iser of Pesach with the gzair of kidneys, it would be good for anybody. So, in terms of the iser daraisa, it's not called eno shabakol nefesh. Because if there's a type of food Moshe that only fifty percent of the people are able to swallow, and the other fifty percent can't eat it because it's so hard, like a potato. So it would be awesome for me to cook it because there's only certain people who can eat the potato that's this raw. But here, kidneys can be cooked and that would be fine. 
let's say um, the Chazanish was asked about someone who has the Isra of Kitneos. So, would you say it's Muktzah? Because for him, he can't eat it. So, Rabbi Chazanish says the same far that we saw from Rebel Yosha by Yochel Nefesh. Because even though in my house, I don't have a Sephardi here now, but we know that it's mutter for the Sephardim to eat. So therefore, there's no problem of, of it being muktza, even though for everybody in this house, um, nobody's going to eat it. But it's not muktza. Um By the way, did, didn't your daughter-in-law change all your mehek to Sephardim? My daughter-in-law changed everything. Uh, I mean, hug him and everything. She changed my whole life. I don't <laughs> um, let's say the same thing. This was again the question. In other words, let's say in my house we have an Isser Kidneus. So I'm cooking for you next door. So um, the, the Ben Ishchai says, take a look that um, there's a Maris Ayan issue because the people in the house are going to say, what's going on? You, you, you're supposed to be Machmar and Kitnios. Avumose is a hecker. But if I say, ah, oh, this is for this fire, I, I put a big sign on the pot. I put a big Taimani sign or whatever it is. I say, ah, oh, this is, I put, a, I put a map of Iran on there. Ah, oh, this, is, this is for my friends. So then people realize you're not doing it for yourself. Um, there are people that say you don't have to be worried about this, and I think Rebel Yosha would also be Mako, uh, not like the Benishchai. Uh, and that even if, you, even if it's not that way, as you can see, um, because we all know that there are people from B'nai Adat Mizrach mixed in with us, thank God. And therefore, you don't have to be worried about Marisayan in your house. The person will say, oh, you're cooking, obviously, for the Yazadas. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Um, what about the other way? Um, if it's on Yontif itself, which is what we talked about. So again, Rabbi Yoshev said it was all right. Um, there are some that are on Yontif. Because he can't. In other words, you have to be able to eat what you cook. That's the point. You have to you have to be shy to eat what you can cook. And this was a psak, by the way, of a Sfardi, of Chaim ben Venishti, who paskin this way. You have to be able to eat what you can cook. You saw Yoshev disagrees. Um, now, um, right, but that is an interesting. I have, I, uh, something happened to us last year. A family that the uh, Ashkenaz that they came to us, their dog wouldn't eat anything else but rice. Uh-huh. So you so cook. They came, that's another. They came. So that's another shaila whether you can cook for a dog. That's another shaila whether you're allowed to do because ochel nefesh doesn't include animals. Right. So the question is, uh, <laughs> was, it, was that a right psycho? No. No, unless they ate from some of the rice as well. 
They would have to they probably... They couldn't eat it, the Ashkenaz. How could they eat the rice? That's a problem. <clears throat> but you, so it was, they came to your house and you cooked the rice. Yeah, they took it from us to feed their animals. Oh, that's, oh, I see. So in other words, in other words, on Yontif, on Yontif, they, you, your family cooked up rice for their That's a problem. We cooked up for ourselves, but we okay. gave them for the dog. If you're cooking in the same pot and someone with the dog, that might be okay. That would be all right. No, we're not letting this go to Army. Okay. All right. Okay. On that note, uh, on that note we will say good night. Take care. <laughs> good night. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.